Blog Talk Radio. Music that makes you smile and think. That's what today is all about with Aubrey Logan and Sheldon Butler. So stay tuned. We are going to have a great time on the air today. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by World Arts, a global platform for musicians, fans, and the music industry, and by MySanFelipeVacation.com, your source for a great getaway in the Sea of Cortez. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, so you can call them, 347-215-7511, or email your questions and comments to Music Friday Live at gmail.com. Welcome to our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and their radio affiliates who will be listening to us tonight. And we're not live right now. And to all of, also to those of you who are listening to us on Stitcher or iTunes or on the Artistic Network in the UK, which is celebrating its fourth birthday this year. Congratulations, Michael, and all the team there in uh, just outside of Manchester. So if you're li- listening live and you have questions or comments for our guest, you can call us 347-215-7511. If you're not listening live, email your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com and we'll forward the questions to our guests and they can reply directly to you. Speaking of guests, Aubrey Logan is jazz, she's soul, she's rock, and she's also very funny. Sporting a trombone, she pulls off sassy in a way that is totally unique in the music world. A graduate of Boston's renowned Berklee College of Music, winner of top vocal competitions at the Montreux Jazz Festival in Switzerland, Aubrey is at home in a recording studio, on stage with a symphony orchestra, in an intimate club with her own ensemble, in a classroom teaching kids, or in a weight room getting buff. Truly a woman for all seasons. She's a Seattle native who makes her home in Los Angeles while she tours the world and headlines jazz festivals from Boston to Bakersfield. She's just released her debut album, Impossible, with lots of pop influences in jazz, and it is dynamite. But then so is Aubrey Logan. Aubrey, welcome back to Music Friday Live. Thank you, Patrick. Good to be well, here. you've had a lot of adventures since we first met over three years ago in the uh, defunct Wits End Club. Uh, a lot I of songs. I cannot even believe it's been that long. That's amazing. Yes, it has been that long. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you've you've recorded a lot of songs. You've done a lot of performances. You've bought a lot of airplane tickets. Um, I have. I, I know. You, I know you've been touring the world with the postmodern jukebox, but I wonder why did it take you so long to release a solo album of your own? You know, it took me a long time because um, I couldn't find collaborators that wanted to really do. I felt like was most me. And then, so finally I just said, okay, I'll do it myself. And with the help of so many fabulous fans um, and like this small, but mighty army of people that I'm, crazy grateful for um you guys helped me get it to number two on itunes jazz you helped me get it to billboard all independently i'm i'm really grateful so and it's finally the the sound that i wanted to put out to the world but you know if that one took long the next one is uh spoiler alert not gonna take very long so everybody watch out for 2018 but (laughs) i'm really really excited about impossible and and i'm still i'm still touring with songs from it and it's 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 the songs I, w- I would consider the classics of, of ho- hopefully they can live on and become classics one day. I suspect they will. And um, <laughs> I'm, I think your patience paid off because this is a dynamite album. I can hardly wait to write a review of it. It's so good. Um, Thank you. I want to play one of my favorite songs from Impossible to let our listeners in on all the excitement. And this is the first song on the album. This is called Crying on the Airplane. I got my Jimmy shoes dirty and I can't read a suit. I'll be running towards security, a long line to me. Were you just saying that you love me now? I can't look. 
song is just too much fun. And the video that goes with it is a hoot, too. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's been up on my YouTube channel for a little bit now. I I actually filmed the video on airplanes, and um, I did it while crying. So, you know, not to be obvious or anything, but I took this one pretty literally. (laughs) Well, I wanted to ask you, when you were up there with your iPhone and walking back and forth and shooting that on the airplane, did did people kind of wonder what, what you were doing? Nobody even paid me any attention. Nobody. <laughs> I'm not sure what that's a comment on. We'll let that one you know, go. They were, it was, most of them were red eyes. They were long hauls. They were transcontinental, and everybody was just minding their own business or taking a nap. Yeah, okay. All right, and you were minding your own business, and we get to see it on YouTube. Well, <laughs> in that uh, song, you sing... This turbulence is driving me mad. Pilot, hurry up and touch down. If my head were on straight, I would have married you in Terminal 3. Um, <laughs> some, somehow I don't see you getting married in Terminal 3 or anywhere else in the near future. <laughs> well, when, you're, when, you're now, when your now husband tells you he loves you in an airport, um, right when you're about to leave and you say, uh, thank you, you have to okay. regret you know, okay. in the sky thinking, I shouldn't have said that. I should probably said I love you too. But it's all right now. Happy ending happened. <laughs> <laughs> right. I also noticed that there's there's a lot of rhythm there. That the the drummer uh um Kenny Aronoff, you've got a drum yeah. recordist, David Jenkins, plus a percussionist, yep. Richard uh, uh Garcia. You really wanted That's that true. song to move along, didn't you? Well, I just wanted it to have like this swagger to it and and I think we achieved it. You know, it's an homage to Motown, which is a major influence of me. And um, I wrote it with a guy named Dave Yaden, who definitely is all about the groove. I mean, he's a piano player, but you might as well call him a drummer. So, yeah, it, it was um, – I'm, I'm really happy with how it turned out. I'm really happy that it turned out with such a, such a rhythmic swag. It, it did. And uh, I, I'm just kind of <laughs> curious, is why did you have a special recordist for the drummer? Oh, well, that was the producer's doing, you know, he had um, a good, he just has a guy that he believes is one of the best um, microphone scientists for good drum sound around, you know, we don't play as drum machines on this record. (laughs) No, I I know, I know. And uh, I I appreciate that because uh, miking drums is not easy. I know that sometimes you have to put them in a glass case and put the microphones on them. Well, you're going to have a lot of opportunities to use that, iPhone on airplanes because you've booked tour dates through November with the break in the summer. Yeah. And more coming every day. Performing if you subject yourself to that kind of a schedule. Well, you know, the, the real, the real reason I do this is to get on a stage and perform live. There's no, nothing. I mean, you make an album because you have to, but that's not, that's not my, my favorite part. I mean, I love making the album. That's its own art. But really, getting on stage is the best. So, yeah, I'll be in Seal Beach on Sunday. My birthday show is in Los Angeles um, on the 27th at the El Portal. And tickets are still available, but they're kind of dwindling if, if the L.A. folks want to come. And then I'll be on the Arturo Sandoval Jazz Weekend uh, on the 28th in Beverly wow. Hills. So L.A.'s wow. got some fun stuff. And then it's the East Coast for, for a little bit. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, um, Stephen Stills once told me that when he and uh, Crosby and Nash walked out on stage, at first he was terrified. But I take it that doesn't happen to you. You just bound out there and you can't wait to start performing. Is that right? You know, the, the, the part where you have to go to a party and meet people and talk to them for real, that's terrifying. But the stage is, nah, that's no problem. Okay, no problem. all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's play one of those um, uh songs that uh, make people really happy to see you on stage. Uh, it's, it's a song called Pity Party, and, and I know it's a uh-huh. crowd, crowd pleaser because it's about crying and food. Always a popular Oh, that's hilarious. Right, it, you know, it, it won the United States, or it won the U.S. songwriting competition. And with for, good reason. For jazz. With oh, good thank reason. you. <laughs> Let's listen to a little bit of it here. Oh. I Got me all inside to 
being now because um, and hindsight's twenty twenty, and you go back and you do things differently. I don't know that um, my maybe maybe it's a chicken or the egg thing. It's easier for me to do this now because of the times, or it's uh, just. I do it because of the times I'm not sure. And quite frankly, I don't try to, to uh, fit into that, um, that stuff going on in the news or stuff you're hearing about or hashtags that you're hearing about, because I'm, I'm a little bit of a recluse. I sit in my room and people are like, have you heard this artist before? I'm like, Nope, haven't listened to him, but, but fill me in, you know? And I, I don't know what's going on. I'm just trying to write music and do shows. And so um, that, you know, better than me. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you you write music and do shows very well, and I'm glad you do. And let me remind people that they're listening to Music Friday Live, and we're talking with Aubrey Logan, who writes music and does shows really, really well, about her debut album, Impossible. And you can talk with her, too. You can... uh, Call us at 347-215-7511, or you can, ooh, we've got some emails already. Woo-hoo. You can email us at uh, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Let, let, let's go to some of these emails since people sort of okay. jumped the gun here. This is from Blaster in L.A., and Blaster wants to know, what is the best city you have played in for jazz? Wow, Which you know what? Kind of contradicts what you say- just said. It's okay, but but you know when he says jazz, he he means people that like to hear a little bit of a, a level of improvisational, you know, aspects of the music. So I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say Seattle because it's my hometown, and um, the love is real. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, Melanie in New York City says, "Your whole persona is that nothing is impossible. So why did you call your debut album impossible?" Because Obviously, she followed you. Yeah, that's awesome. You're when when you have a persona. Thank you, by the way. When you have a persona that that is full of hope, like mine, sometimes you go through a dark time in life where that hope is, you know, tempted to be squashed, or it's threatened, or it's made, you know, it's it's scared by something. A lot of people, when they're their very best, they get, um, you know, told not to be their very best from whatever inside or outside source that may be. I'm, I'm just like everybody else, and that's definitely happened to me. So I have faced many, many um, moments where I feel like everything that I want to do is, in fact, impossible because what I want to do is so crazy. And that was hard, those were hard times. Um, those were discouraging times. But uh, the, the song Impossible is sort of my slap in the face to that idea, and the album is as well. Okay, all right. We got time for one more email here. This is from Lucinda in Miami, and Lucinda wants to know, do you have to be careful how much trombone you play on stage so you don't get out of breath? Hmm. <laughs> Maybe she plays the trombone. Question. That's a very good question. No, I do not have to be careful of that because the because you're always breathing. You're breathing before every phrase. You breathe before okay. a phrase when you sing, and you breathe before a phrase when you play. So if okay. I stopped breathing, I wouldn't be able to play it at all. <laughs> and you'd die. <laughs> <Right. That> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, since you breathe so well, uh, you are able to uh, uh, sing really take charge songs. And one of the take charge songs on the album is Pistol. And I want to want to ask you about it, but uh, let, let's play it first so the audience knows cool. why it's such a take, take charge song. <laughs> Well, 
aside from the addictive beat in that song, and it really is, um, it seems to be kind of operating on two levels. It's a, it's a metaphorical love song and sort of a statement with, of, about power. I mean, there's lines in there that say, danger, don't play with me. I'm going to hurt you unless you make my heart bleed. Hurt you? Not um, going to. What, what's going on there? <laughs> right? Well, I wrote, I wrote this song with, um, I co-wrote this song with a woman named Pam Shane. She is a, um, she wrote a song called Genie in a Bottle that Christina Aguilera sang way back when. Mm-hmm. And she is a lyric genius. I am, uh, melody comes to me first, rhythm comes to me first, chords come to me first. Lyrics come to this chick first. And she stretched me on this. You know, she said, Aubrey, I want you to get a little more mad. And I'm going, but I'm not mad. And she goes, come on, let's, play, let's tell a story. And, you know, songwriters, the truth a little bit. You have to tell a story, and they might not all be nonfiction all the time. So, yeah, we played a little, around a little bit and acted a little bit more villainous than, than I probably usually am in real life or than I am at all in real life. But the truth in the song does come from the fact that, um, you know, living in Hollywood for a little while, living in L.A. now, I noticed a lot of people like to say things that they don't mean, or a lot of people like to make promises that they don't intend to keep, and I, I'm over it, and I'd rather you just tell me no. And so this song has a little bit of a truth in that regard to my, to my life, for real. <laughs> well, you know, in general, your songs and your performances are kind of out there. I mean, you're often the shortest and most powerful person in the room. You you get on you get on stage and you fill the venue with a force of personality. Um, how did that happen? I mean, you seem to have on stage. You have the self confidence of King Kong. How, how did that evolve? Well, you know, I don't know if it evolved. I think it was kind of just something I I was. I think it's maybe the way God made me because I don't remember a time when that wasn't the case. Um, I don't remember a time as a child performing in musical theater and you know, singing national anthem at football games and stuff like that, being little girl, you just, there was only one of me in those acapella situations. So, you know, it's either fill the space or go home. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a comfortable spot for me to be on a stage, you know, and, um, and it's a playground. So I, I just find a lot of joy in it. Well, it shows. And we all have, uh, we you. all find a lot of joy in watching you do it. Um, in fact, uh, in your, in your song, uh, You Can't Touch This, which we don't have time to play, so folks are just going to have to buy the album and hear it. It's an MC, you, Hammer, MC Hammer song. Yes, yes. Uh, you uh, utilize what I call your jazz rap. You're singing very complex lines very rapidly, like rap, only <laughs> with an in-key melody, which is kind of a rare skill. Yeah. And you sing, um, It Feels Good When You Know you're down a super dope homebody from the Oak town. And I'm known as such. Oh, and those are the beats you can't touch. Now those are his words, but do you see yourself Absolutely. that way? I see myself as paying homage to a hip hop artist. <laughs> now, I can relate to him a little bit. Of course, of course I can, but I'm, I think what, um, what again, hip hop comes from jazz. So there, there's that hip hop and jazz are definitely related. Um, I don't consider them separate at all. However, uh, because I can see the chain reaction, I can see the history and I can see, I can see the evolution there. But um, I do, I did pick, I wanted to do a hip hop song and I was sitting around in the grocery store and I was stumped. And I, I remember being at a grocery store going, which one am I going to cover? I can't, you know, I just, I'm stumped. And then you can't touch this came up on the, um, on the radio at the grocery store. And I'm, and I'm like reharming it and thinking of the baseline and people probably thought I was crazy as I was gathering my onions and, singing in the store but um <laughs> mouthing to myself in the store and so yeah i i uh no i do i do relate more to mc hammer now than i used to because i because he talks about his tour schedule a little bit in that song and i'm going yep i get it but um, <laughs> it's a it's a bebop line based off of his rhythm and his lyric and um and it lends itself so well to that it's it's jazz voc- vocalese really well, interestingly enough, um, while you were talking, we got an email from uh, a listener who wanted to know about how you do that. And this is from uh, Carlita in uh, San Diego. And, and she says, you said you were in musical theater. Did you learn any of those skills in musical theater? Oh, thank you. Um, you know, I learned. No, I did not learn the skills to um, to really 
you know, turn a bebop line into, or turn a hip hop line into a bebop line. No, that was, that was alone in my room. But, um, and I, and I copied, you know, the greats, like, like the Manhattan Transfer and like, and Miles Davis and listened to John Coltrane, just listened to a bunch of bebop, listened to a bunch of hip hop, combined the two. That was in a right room alone. But what musical theater did teach me was to be comfortable on a stage and to make a plan. Because even though musical theater is this very planned and jazz is this very unplanned improvisational thing. My Hmm. world is both. And so I took, you know, from each side and learned and that's, that's kind of my story. Okay. I never thought of it that way, but, uh, but you're right. Particularly since I have a a wife in musical theater and uh, I watch her practice and it's, very mm-hmm. definitely planned. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, we, right. we are about out of time. And uh, I, but I do want to switch the mood a little bit and give people a sample of the range of the album by playing a cut from the title song, which is fabulous. Possible. of a melancholy song in both lyrics and tempo and in how you handle your voice but I'm not sure it really is melancholy you, you sing uh, it's not good okay I got that because you sing it's impossible it looks impossible so I must be on to something mm-hmm. uh, they think I'm crazy because right now it's all or nothing I don't care if my neat reputation's at stake I fall flat on my face 40 times just to break the impossible um were you feeling it? You said earlier that there were there were dark times, but then you realized uh, if you kept going, it all works. And I guess it's all worked. Right? Is that a song? Yeah, it's definitely a song it? about not giving up. Yeah, it's a it's a song about faith. It's a song about not giving up. Um, it's a song about going for your goals, even when um, those around you maybe aren't or maybe maybe don't think you should. Um, you know, if you're gonna, some of my favorite people say that. If you're going to really go for something and achieve a goal, you're going to look weird. So <laughs> there you go. Okay. Well, so people can have an opportunity to see you looking weird. Um, yes, tell they them can. <laughs> you've got three shows coming up, I believe, in Southern California. So yeah. why don't you tell us where they are and where people can get tickets? Yep. People can get tickets at AubreyLogan.com and just click tour. And the tour will show you all the cities, Seal Beach, Los Angeles, Beverly Hills, Atlanta, Nashville, Knoxville, Asheville, Charlotte, Durham, Washington, D.C., Philly, New York, Boston, Bennington, Oakland, Seattle, and Augusta, and Spokane, and more, more shows, too. So, you know, AubreyLogan.com slash tour. Come find me. Okay. All right. And, that, and, your, and your birthday celebration is the 27th at the El Portal? It is at the, at the El Portal, yep, in North Hollywood. Can't wait. Yeah. And that is going to be so much fun. I, I recommend if there's any tickets left, people listening to this uh, broadcast should there snap them up. There are a few. Quick. Yep, there are a few. Oh. They're, they're going quick. Okay, people should snap those up. Well, Aubrey, thank you so much for taking the time out of what is obviously a very busy schedule to talk with us today. It's my honor. Thank you, Patrick. That's Aubrey Logan. The album is impossible with a line through it. Uh, tour starts Sunday in Seal Beach. The birthday bash is the 27th in North Hollywood, followed by the Sandoval Jazz Weekend in Beverly Hills. Go to her website. Go to her Facebook page. But you can get tickets at her website and get dates and tickets for all of her concerts all the way out till next November. We have to take a quick break right now before we introduce our next guest, Sheldon Bottler, who's got some of the happiest music you will ever hear. So stay tuned. You're listening to Music Friday Live. And right now we're going to our sponsor is going to have a quick word with you. World Arts. 
World Arts brings the entire music world together on one global stage. We give artists the tools to sell and license their music, interact with industry pros, and play live to a whole new audience. Wherever they are on their journey, we want artists to get paid for what they create. At World Arts, fans can discover new songs, get exclusive rewards, and crowdfund projects for artists. Brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. Take your career to the next level. Discover new artists. At World Arts, it's all about the music. Music Friday Live is a partner with World Arts, and as they just told you, it's a global music platform that connects artists with fans and brands and industry pros, and you ought to be part of it. Sign up, www.worldarts.com. It's free. We are there. You should be, too. Well, I first saw Sheldon Bottler almost three years ago at a local Los Angeles club. I was actually there to see somebody else, and I was knocked out by this singer-songwriter who somehow I didn't know. Well, I do know him now. Seattle native Sheldon Bottler combines music and photography in his adopted home, Los Angeles. His music is renowned for being, well, happy, although not all of it is. He can hit melancholy when he wants to, but even that makes you feel good. He writes and he sings and he produces songs that move from soul to folk to hip-hop to jazz to electronic and around the bend to pop. With eight releases out there, it's easy to see how he fulfills his mission to help people reconnect with their internal joy and have fun doing it. Sheldon, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hello, hello, everybody, and thank you so much, Patrick. This is awesome. <laughs> well, you're pretty awesome. Uh, and one of the things that's awesome is that you have a split career, which is not unusual for musicians, but in your case, the careers are both expressions of your creativity and the joy of working with and entertaining people. So which one, mm -hmm. music or photography, is your favorite? Uh, I like that photography makes me money, and I love, <laughs> I love the joy that music brings me. Like, really, for me, it is all about helping people express more deeply and, and they both do that. But yes, I like the money in photography. <laughs> <laughs> do they inform each other? They do actually. Um, photography has taught me how to be a much better business person in general. And it's fueled my ability to start traveling and doing more music. Cause the, the way that I approach a conversation is like, Hey, I have a particular value with a thing that I do and I know what it is. If you want it, take it before then i was afraid to tell anyone that i was even a musician when you around the time you met me is when i was finally coming out to the world and saying look i love this i do this well bring me in well i i think you're very lucky to have the opportunity to do both um, in a uh, an earlier life long 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 time ago i was also a photographer here in los angeles so that was back when we had film and dark rooms and that sort of stuff um, and I understand how that can be fulfilling too. Um, and it was mm -hmm. profitable. <laughs> so I understand that part. <laughs> well, I talked about how your, how your music makes people happy. So I, I want to give people a sample of that. I want to play winter escape. Oh, that's a fun one. Take my hand. I want to show you into wonderland Diamonds and crystals everywhere we stand So beautiful I know I believe that everyone deserves the chance to breathe Enjoy the swirling wind of angels Well, 
course, we don't really have to escape a whole lot of uh, winter here in Southern California, but the sad exception of Santa Barbara County and Montecito. Uh, were you successful in running far away from the city after you wrote that song or before? I was. That song was actually influenced by uh, a road trip that me and my girlfriend did. We were going up to Seattle to see my mom because we needed to get out of Los Angeles and experience real winter. So the whole idea was let's get out of here, this dry desert, and get some winter in our bones. Well, you grew up with winter, I take it. I did. I actually grew up in Seattle, Washington. I've only been in L.A. for about five years. So at least three times a week, I need some form of nature around me. I need wind. <laughs> I need cold. I need a breeze. I need something. I'll turn the fan on if I need chill. Well, well, fortunately, you live in, in one of the very few cities in America, if not the only city in America, that is actually cut in half by a mountain range, the Santa Monica Mountains. Yeah. So you can get up there. You, it, it's ironic for people who don't live in Los Angeles out there who don't realize that L.A. is bisected by a mountain range, and half of the city is on yeah. one side and half is on the other. And you can, within a few minutes, you can be up in nature and, and have to make sure you don't uh, run into mountain lions. So. So, uh, but they don't have snow. You have to go to San Gabriel's for that. Yeah. Well, well, that asked me, well, well, I was going to ask you if you were in a winter setting when you wrote that, but obviously you weren't, you were in Los Angeles thinking about getting into a winter setting. So let me ask you. I was in my bedroom pining. (laughs) (laughs) When you perform and I've seen you perform a couple of times um, and it's usually just you and a guitar. Um, do you ever feel kind of exposed or nervous knowing that all you have are songs? No, I actually feel far more comfortable just performing with me and a guitar because I feel like I have complete control over the flow of what's happening. When I'm working with a band, I, I get too in my head about what the drummer's doing, the bass player, and then trying to communicate with them and communicate with the audience and remember my song lyrics and play the guitar. It's just too much. <laughs> You know, I didn't know that 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 you actually uh, work with bands because I've always seen you j- just with the guitars. But uh, so, um, are you going to be out there w- by your by yourself? That is uh, solo gigs, or do you have some uh, band gigs coming up? So I actually had a, a band that I was working with for two years, four amazing human beings that that I will cherish for the rest of my life. But at the beginning of last year, my drummer, my bass player, and my father all passed within a few months of each other. So Ooh. right now I'm, I'm in a bit of a, a reflection period. And it's, it's, it's been very healthy and exciting even to have taken the legacies that they've left and to see myself and the remaining musicians from our group kind of blossom in different ways, taking what they've taught us to a newer level. But it's, as sad as it is, it's actually very exciting. Well, I want to play another one of your songs, which we have queued up, and it may be actually an appropriate song after having you to- hearing that. This is Phoenix Rise. When my hands are sore from working been up late, don't get no sleep. My nine to five is nine to midnight. For you, I'll still have energy. When my nerves, they won't stop hurting. And my legs give out on me. My money's low and God's against me For you, I'll rise onto my feet I want to talk a little bit about that song and some of the lyrics in it, but I I didn't want to, to let it go that you said you suffered uh, three losses. Um, but I, I take it that those people were all very important in your music career. They were. Uh, my... My bass player, Earl J. Espy, he was my father's best friend. And when my dad was about 25, he moved down to Los Angeles and lived with Earl. When I moved to Los Angeles, 
I ended up living with Earl. So this man saw two generations of me, which was crazy, and ended up playing with me in my band. And then my drummer, Trey Potts, he was about the most fun and, and, and effective music learner that I have ever met in my life. Every time we rehearsed, every phone call, he was encouraging me to push further and learn more about different musicians. I mean, this man's collection went from the hills of India to the backwoods of the South. He loved music. And my father was the exact same way. He was a keyboard player and vocalist, toured all over the world, and he just loved bringing joy to people, writing music. And they all talked a lot about legacy. uh, a friend of mine named Henry Luke, he's a painter in Seattle, he had also asked me when I moved to Los Angeles, what are you doing down there? What's the legacy you're trying to leave? So I had these three men in my band and one young man not really involved in that, all keeping me on my mission, which is what are you trying to leave for future generations? And when I listen to music, oftentimes I, I hear people who are just trying to profit from, from ad space and, and commercial advertisement rather than telling stories that are actually going to help people live better lives. And I think there's a place for all kinds of music, but definitely an imbalance. And I feel like my role is to fill some of that pocket where where joy is missing, where where peaceful movement forward is missing. Well, obviously it's successful. Uh, In that that song, uh, you sing, Money's low and the world's against me. For you, I'll rise unto my feet. Your name is all the strength I need. Um, who is Phoenix Rise? Where, where did that song come from? Uh, is it from real life in that period? That song is actually about my girlfriend. Um, she, so also at the beginning of last year, I couldn't walk for three months. Uh, anybody out there with sciatica understand my pains, baby? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, for the first time, experienced a major physical injury and even though I was barely able to walk and on a cane and a a spine brace, this woman was by my side every step of the freaking way. Oddly enough, I booked more work in that time and hobbled onto film sets and onto stages and just made it work. Um, But no matter what, just, just her presence kept me going. Wow. Hearing that, I'm I'm uh, doubly impressed with you. Fortunately, you can sit down while you play the guitar and sing, but even so, having had a touch of sciatica myself, I um, sympathize yeah, with you. Yeah, sitting is no fun. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. You need a large, a large pillow, especially shaped. <clears throat> we're, uh, let me remind our listeners that we're talking with uh, Sheldon Butler about his album, his songs, um, his sciatica. Um, <laughs> you can talk with him too. You can call in three four seven two one five seventy five eleven. You can email us. You can email at musicfridaylive at gmail dot com. And actually, a couple of people have emailed, and we're going to go. We're going to get to that email. But I have another question, real quick, and that is, is you it? have toured with Vod and the Villains now. Were you with the full entourage, the dancers and the tuba and the accordion and the banjos and the cast of thousands? Absolutely. It was so much fun. 18 pieces traveling all over the U.S. That was one of the greatest learning experiences I've ever had. And Andy, Peaches, I don't know if you guys are listening, but you have pushed me harder than anyone has ever pushed me. And I am grateful for every second that I spent with you guys. Thank you. Well, for for our listeners who may not know uh, Vaughn and the Villains, you should, right? They are kind of a combination of jazz and rock and burlesque and, I don't know, lots of other things with um, dancers and two guys who play the, the banjo and the accordion player. And I don't know, there's just, there's what, 18 people Full back there? Section. Yeah, yeah. Everything no, under the sun and people switching off on instruments. It's one of the best shows you will ever see. Please go Absolutely. see Vaud and the Villains. Absolutely. If you see Vaud and the Villains come up anywhere on the schedule in whatever city you're in, go see them. Uh, you also appeared at the yes. Grammy Museum. Uh, what was the occasion? Uh, were you in the theater or were you up on the roof? I was in the theater. So early on when I moved to Los Angeles, a man named Oscar Marino and another guy named Damon Turner they had created a competition for, for local artists. I made it all the way to the finals. And me 
and a guy named Cliff Beach met there, and we got to perform whole solo set in front of, you know, whoever the patrons of, of the museum were and, and some of the fans that we had accrued over that time. And it was kind of our introduction into, my introduction anyways, into L.A. life, like from an open mic to being invited to a competition to performing at the Grammy Museum. It can happen that fast. Wow. That is something. And, and for yeah. our listeners who are not in Los Angeles, he mentioned L.A. Live. L.A. Live is a uh, big entertainment and sports complex in downtown Los Angeles. The Grammy Museum is part of it. The Grammy Museum is the museum of the Grammys, of the Academy of um, Music Recording. And it has things in it like the, the clothes that the Beatles wore and the, the piano that um, played with uh, Lady Gaga on her tour. And there's all sorts of wonderful things. But it has a great theater inside and a beautiful sound system, just, just perfect. And it's really yeah. an honor to play there. So um, congratulations on that one. Um, we got some emails. <clears throat> so why don't we uh, let uh, these people ask you some questions. This is Richardson in Boston. And <laughs> Richardson wants to know, have you ever photographed other rock stars? I have not photographed other rock stars. <laughs> I've actually <laughs> stopped doing concerts recently. Um, but if you ever, if you're a rock star and you need a photographer, call me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You said you recently um, stopped doing uh, concerts. Were you photographing concerts for a while? That's how I started doing photography. When I moved to Los Angeles, shooting concerts was my give back to other musicians. It was my way of oh. networking. And then one day someone asked me, do you do this professionally? I'm like, this is a job. And very <laughs> shortly after, I left my position at Macy's and started started my photography business. And for, for people out there who don't know, uh, shooting um, rock concerts uh, and particularly in nightclubs, is the hardest photography there is because you have no control oh over light. Oh, my God, it's a lighting nightmare. Uh, it, it really is. And I, I do it, too, for, for my uh, La La Land column and, and my uh, my other writing. And it is just, a, like you say, it's a nightmare because you have, the lights change constantly, the color changes constantly, the, mus- yep. the musicians move, move around. Mus- musicians do not have the, uh, understand the concept of finding your light so sometimes they're nope. back in the dark, it's, uh, particularly the bass players. Uh, oh, right. oh, yeah. All right. Um, oh, yeah. We oh, have um, another email here. This is from Allison in Nashville. And Allison wants to know, would you call yourself a jazz or a pop singer, and do you write all of your own songs? I write all of my own songs. I mix and produce all of my own songs, and I play all the instruments. Um I still am trying to figure out what to call myself because outside of this, I also write folk music, like straight folk music. Um, the the term that someone gave me recently that I really enjoyed was folk soul. I know that it's not actually a genre in and of itself, but I might try to popularize that. I like it. Okay. Well, as our last guest, Aubrey uh, Logan, pointed out that um, there are really genres that jazz and rock and blues, they all sort of flow together. And I want to change uh, speaking genres. Yeah. Uh, I want to change the tempo a little bit. I want to slow things down with a song that kind of ironically is called Fast Life. Life in that song, so 
Was that from an earlier time when you had to get up at six o'clock in the morning to catch a bus in the rain, which no one does in LA because we all drive and it hardly ever rains here. So my first car ever was purchased in 2015 and it was actually a gift from a complete stranger. My entire life has been biking and busing and waking up very early to get to wherever I needed to be because I had to plan diligently. So, yeah. Wow. (laughs) All of, all of a couple of years ago, three years ago. Wow. (laughs) Okay. And that, that person actually said to me one day, they're like, I don't know how you're getting around, but this busing and biking thing needs to stop. I'm getting you a car. And I thought, it was like a mafia member who was like going to force me into some weird shit. Haven't heard from them since they got me the car. It's been <laughs> the hugest blessing I could have ever asked for. For our, our listeners who are not in Los Angeles, uh, LA County is 4,900 square miles. It's like the size of New England. And uh, you can drive at 60 miles an hour all day long and not quite get from one side of the county to another. You really do need a car here. And for people like to hear that story, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just amazed. Well, uh, for your, you have a reputation for happy songs and uh, you do write about real life. We just heard, we just heard it, uh, downtimes as well as up ones. Um, do you do the same in photography? Do you look at all sides of life or do you kind of just sort of stick to portraits? Um, I stick to portraiture. But the way that that all sides of life come out is I'm coaching people into their most sincere self. I I really feel like my work is helping people deal with their reality to create sincere and exciting photography. So many of my clients come to me with major insecurities and fears around their self, and we have to deal with that first, and then we can make this magical, fun art. Interesting. I never thought of it that way. So in in addition to being a photographer, you're also kind of a psychiatrist. A lot of it is psychology work. Okay. All right. And I enjoy that part the most. Speaking of psychology, we actually, some more people want to ask you questions. um, uh, We've got uh, Selma in Atlanta and she wants to know, are you going to form a new band? I will be forming a new band, and I'm very excited to do so. Very excited to do so. Side note, I really want to come to Atlanta, so if you ever want to throw a house show, please email me. Okay, all right. You heard that, Selma. Uh, And Thompson in New York uh, wants to know if you ever play in New York. He he says that we're a good jazz town. I will say the same thing. House show! Hit me up, man. (laughs) Okay, all right. Well, I, um, we are almost out of time, but we, we, we've got time uh, to squeeze in one more song, and I really want to squeeze this song in. This is I'm Still Trying. song and and um i'm glad to know you're still trying and understand that that you may be doing a little acting is that 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 true 
Yes, this uh, this year and last year, I've been invited onto a lot of sets for lead roles and back parts, you name it. Uh, and it's a huge part of my upbringing. I grew up doing musical theater, and even when I was younger, I was doing paid roles for like educational film work and, and little like don't do drugs videos and stuff. And it was it was paid professional work. Um, wow. So and th- so it's yeah. possible we're going to be able to see you on TV, huh? If I land a role that fits for me, absolutely. Okay. Or if you watch late night judge shows, they may do a rerun of one I did when I was in LA first year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Sheldon, we're happy to know that you are still trying and obviously very successful at it. Uh, do you have any live performances coming up? I do. On February 16th, I'm going to be at the Royal Cup Cafe at 7 p.m. and I believe it's free. It's a free show. I'll be doing about 30 minutes of material. Come on down. I would love to meet anybody who's listening. Uh, everything else, we got the Acoustic Brunch at Ham Bones in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on March 11th. And then my birthday show back in L.A. at Kulak's Woodshed on May 20th. Spread out through the year, but I'm looking to do more quality, less quantity. Okay, all right. And and what, where should people go to, to get your music and also to uh, uh, follow your tour? If you are looking for the good stuff, you should go to www.patreon.com slash Sheldon Bottler. Right now, I'm really focused on beefing up my patronage and really serving the people who have served me so that I can give more freely to everyone. Uh, there's okay. also stuff there's on YouTube slash SheldonBotler.com, Facebook, and I just opened my Instagram for music. So check it out, Sheldon Butler Music. Okay, well you're you're all over the place and not hard to find, and uh, so I, I recommend that all of my uh, all all the listeners check out your Patreon page and also you're on Bandcamp too, so they should check out your Bandcamp page, and if they have yeah. a chance to see you live, it is a wonderful experience. Uh, uh, Sh- Sheldon Butler, musician, photographer, uh, a man who keeps trying. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Patrick. This is an amazing show. And, I'm, and Aubrey, by the way, I, I know I'm promoting someone else, but check out Aubrey Logan. She's amazing, absolutely stunning musician. Oh, she is. And me too. <laughs> she, she is. And, and you know, I didn't know you two were friends when when we booked the show today. So I guess I should have. All I knew is you're both from Seattle, so I think that was a wonderful she coincidence. Is, well, well she thank is you one of so the reasons much. I'm still doing music in LA. Thank you so oh. much, man. All right. Well, you've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyber Station USA, Blog Talk Radio, and all of our radio affiliates, and also from Artistic Echoes in uh, the UK. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, and get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Barlabin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. Angeline has her own radio show now. You go, girl. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com, Music Friday. You can also find us on iTunes. Be here next Friday. Our guests will be the fabulous Sonali and also Sue Foley with uh, that hot guitar that only she can play. Check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we will keep you updated on our guests and their songs. That's it for now. Have a great musical weekend. We're going to leave you with a little bit of I'm Still Trying.